You're listening to the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. Whether you're ready to launch the side hustle you've been dreaming about, working to double your freelance income and go full-time, or just seeking inspiration from some of the smart, innovative folks I know, you're in the right place. Enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, happy Friday. Welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know that the next book club for the Freelance Friday Club has been announced. I'm really excited to read Show Your Work by Austin Kleon with you guys. This is a book that I have talked about before. I've talked about all of his books before, and I really wanted to read this one with you all because from the last book club, I heard a lot of questions about putting yourself out there and showing your clients how you can best serve them. And although Austin is kind of coming at it from a a visual artist point of view, I have learned so much about business and, and really putting myself out there online into the world from his books. So excited to be reading that. If you would like to get in on the book club, go to freelancefriday.club and sign up for your free month. The actual book club meeting is happening on October 22nd, 2020, and we'll hopefully be doing them every month or every other month or so. So go ahead and sign up freelancefriday.club if you'd like to get in on that. All right, into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James, and I am somebody who used to hate selling my freelance offers. And let me tell you something. I don't hate selling anymore. I used to always believe that selling wasn't for me, that I was bad at selling, and that was like the biggest thing that I was just terrified about. And now I'm going to be honest with you, it's actually... I consider it one of my biggest strengths in my business. So we're going to talk about how I made that transformation and how, honestly, I'm not special. You can do the same thing. Selling, I think, can be for everyone. And uh, yeah, I think that most anyone can be successful at it with the right tools in place. Okay, so the first thing I want you to know (laughs) in my transformation is that I had to learn how to let go of my limiting beliefs about selling. I have always worked. I worked the second that I was able to, essentially, when I was 15 or 14 or whenever you can get a working permit. And I actually worked in retail, which is kind of sales. But even still, I believed that it wasn't something I could do. It was something like, okay, yeah, I can sell a t-shirt because it's on sale, right? And people are, people need t-shirts, but I didn't ever have that confidence myself that I could really sell the benefits of anything and not just the features or not just the promo or not just the discount. So it's funny because I actually, when I worked in retail, I was a retail manager. I mean, obviously I wasn't when I was 15, but I worked my way up and I felt like I did a better job teaching than I did doing. I could teach people to sell and I could coach people to sell, but when it came to doing it myself, I froze. And, you know, I think that I hear this from actually a lot of people, a lot of women in particular, that we're just not good at selling. Obviously, that's not just a woman thing. I think a lot of people have apprehensions because we've had so many bad experiences as customers that we don't want to do that to people. And if you are somebody who is more empathetic or is a little bit less 
you know, in your face loud and things like that, we feel like there's a disconnect. I was always very shy and I still actually would definitely consider myself an introvert. I feel like I've gotten a little bit more ambivert or like a little bit more extroverted over the years, but I'm definitely an introvert. Like I can hang out all day by myself and be completely fine. I prefer to be alone most of the times. If you were to ever meet me in person, I'm not a very like loud person. I'm usually the quietest person in the room. And again, these are things that we're taught are bad. Growing up, in school, I mean, I remember always like getting in trouble. <laughs> like it's funny because my partner, he would get in trouble for talking too much. And I was the opposite. I would get in trouble for not talking enough, not participating enough. People would think maybe, is she okay? Is she socially okay? Because she doesn't make friends very easily and things like that. And while there are certainly pros and cons to being an introvert, there are also pros and cons to being an extrovert. And I have learned to harness my power as an introvert and use it towards selling. People think it's about being the loudest person in the room and it's actually so far from the truth. Being a good salesperson is actually about being a really good listener. It's about really listening to your customer's pain points and showing them a solution, giving them a way that they can fix that problem. Again, think about it. You know, when you're thinking about how you want your sales experience to be, think about how your sales experiences have been as a customer and look to those experiences you've had that were positive. When I bought my car a few years ago, it was the first new car that I'd ever purchased from a dealership, but I always bought cars from like Craigslist and stuff, you know? So it was a big purchase for me. And I remember that I went to one dealership and they were actually really nice to me. They let me take a model car for a whole weekend and get to know it. They were actually very nice. It was my dream car. You know, it was exactly what I wanted. It was the right price, all that stuff. But when I went in on the Monday to return the car, they just absolutely did not care about my feelings. They didn't address any of my concerns that I did have, and they just wanted me to sign on that dotted line. They didn't care about anything else. They didn't ask me about my life. They didn't ask me, you know, they didn't get to know me. They just wanted to sell to me. And it felt really nasty. And so I said, no, I said, let me think about it. On the other hand, I went to another dealership and I actually found a car that wasn't my dream car. It was technically used. It had a little bit of mileage on it. I think it was like a um, showroom car or something. I ended up purchasing that vehicle because the sales experience was so awesome. It was a lot of questions about what do I do? Where do I live? What kinds of things do I like to do for fun? Why am I buying a new car? Why was now the time to do it? She was really addressing those issues, those concerns, and really caring about me as a customer. Now, did she really care about me as a customer? Probably not. I was probably her like 20th customer of the day and she wanted to make that sale. But I felt like I was listened to. I felt like my concerns were handled. I felt like I was understood and that this was going to be not just a good decision for me in the short term and that, oh, I get this cute new car in that this was a good decision for my life, <laughs> you know? And I know it sounds a little silly, like it's just a purchase, especially, you know, a lot of the, the packages that we're selling, they're not as expensive as a car. They're not going to affect our lives for 10 years or however long we have a vehicle, but they can be big investments and they can affect different areas of people's lives. So you have to tap into that. You have to understand 
how you're affecting people's lives, not just how much you can sell to them. So the point is, people will try to tell you that being an introvert is a weakness, but don't believe them. Tap into the strengths. I actually did a whole episode about being an introvert and entrepreneur and why I'm very proud of it and why I feel like it's really helped me out. So sales can be for anyone. That's point number one, straight up. Let go of those limiting beliefs. Also, another limiting belief that I had about sales was that I was going to come across as greedy or selfish. And you just got to get over that. And I think something that has really helped me with that has just been doing business for a few years, honestly. I mean, once I started to really look at the numbers and and realize, okay, I might be getting an invoice for $5,000, but that is not $5,000 in my pocket. I got to pay contractors. I got to pay equipment bills and things like that. I have to set aside money for taxes. You know, there's so many different things. At the end of the day, you're like, wait, I'm not actually asking for that much. And especially when you're quantifying the hours that you're working, which I do recommend always keeping track of your hours, not to submit them to the client, but just so you have them for yourself you're not being greedy. (laughs) Like I realized I'm not being greedy at all. And even furthermore, even if that weren't the case, even if it was $5,000 invoice, $5,000 in my pocket, you deserve it. You know, getting comfortable in your skill set and in your offer and the value that you're bringing people, again, speaking to value, not just features that you're providing, I am fully confident that what I'm asking and what I'm charging is totally fair. And arguably, I mean, I just got on a call with a coaching client just a couple days ago. And the first thing she said to me was, you don't charge very much. And it kind of made me feel bad, but then it also kind of made me feel good because clearly people are seeing the value in what I'm providing. And I'm confident in that. And that, I think a lot of that comes with time, but I think it also is something that you have to just say to yourself. You have to let go of that limiting belief. You have to you know, just build up that confidence in yourself as well, that you deserve it. Everybody deserves a good quality of life. I do believe that. And chances are, if you're putting in the work, you deserve it too, you know? Going along with that, I think practicing and learning my offer has really helped me become a better salesperson. It sounds cheesy, I know, but I talk to myself a lot (laughs) when I am about to get on a discovery call with a client or, you know, a sales call, whatever you want to call it. I typically do a little rehearsal in my head, sometimes out loud, joining maybe an accountability group. We have the Freelance Friday Club, which is linked down below in, in the show notes, but you can also just join Facebook groups or join small business networking groups in your community, start your own, you know, mastermind or, or meetup group with some of your freelance friends and get a chance to practice just sharing what your offer is and knowing your unique value proposition, I think is huge because listen, there's 10 bajillion social media managers out there Anybody could choose any one of you over me and people will like, I think a lot of times I hear from people that think, oh, well, I don't have a bunch of followers or I haven't been in this industry for 10 years. There is still a reason that a client is going to choose you over me who maybe has some of those things. And you have to understand why that is. Doesn't mean either of us are better or worse than anybody, but people need different things and you have to know where you fit into that. Maybe it's location. Maybe you have a local edge. You understand what your local clients need. Maybe you're working in the hospitality industry, the restaurant industry, something like that. You're working with clients in those industries. You know the market. 
you're getting a leg up than, than me who maybe doesn't live in that same location. Maybe you're a great designer in addition to being a social media manager. So they don't need to outsource their graphic design. They get kind of a two in one deal with you because you can do cool social graphics as well. Maybe you're an amazing copywriter. This is what you've been doing forever. And you're kind of moving into the social media space and integrating those skill sets. Maybe you are really professional. That's something that I get a lot. I think because I have a corporate background, a lot of my clients often say, wow, you're really professional. And I know this from working with freelancers, no offense, but a lot of freelancers don't even reply to emails or they're so hard to track down or they're always late with deadlines. Not everyone, obviously I know, but a lot of people are. And so that's an edge that I have. If I'm working with a client who expects things to be in on time and you know needs a certain level of professionalism, I know that that's something that I have over somebody else. So find whatever that unique value proposition is so that you can play that up so that you can speak to that and you can really differentiate yourself from the other, you know, large amount of people out there who are doing the same things as you do. And you'll get comfortable explaining that to people and kind of coming up with that tagline or that uh, elevator pitch is what I like to call it. You should be able to explain to me what you do and why you are the person for me in one line, just one sentence. So practice that. And then, like I said, practice that individual conversation with that unique client as well. Do research on that client before you go into a sales meeting, sales call, discovery call, whatever. Research, like understand who they are and be able to inject little pieces of their business into your conversation because it's going to make you look a lot more prepared, like you care a lot more. Again, going back to empathy and listening and all of that. And it just makes for a better experience. This is something, if you haven't watched the discovery call video that we did a couple weeks ago, definitely tune into that. But I forgot to mention this in that video that you need to do research before that call too. You shouldn't be going into discovery call being like, oh, so what do you do? And like having no idea, go to their website, find their social channels, do as much research as you can so that you are as prepared as possible. And it's also, it just puts you in such a better mindset when you have an idea of what you're going to get. I cannot stand it when I get a discovery call where a client maybe didn't fill in information or I couldn't find any information about them online because it's like I'm going in the dark. You know, I have no idea what I'm going to expect. I can't really pre-plan things or prepare things. So, you know, use, use that information to your advantage when you have it. Lastly, I think this is kind of just speaking to some of the other things I've been speaking about throughout this episode, but selling is about helping people. It is not about taking their money. Once you learn how to reframe that in your mind, once you really start to truly believe that you will become a good salesperson. If you're a good person who really wants the best for your prospective clients, that's all there is to it. That's what I believe. You know, I, do a lot of listening. And when I get on a call with somebody, whether they're going to work with me or not, I want what's best for them. And I turn away a lot of people. I actually have been this year because I've really been trying to focus on developing some new courses, developing a lot of good YouTube and podcast content. And I've had to say no to a lot of projects, but I don't say no, sorry, can't help you. Not doing that right now. I say 
that's not a project that I have the capability to take on right now. Let me hook you up with somebody else who is going to do an amazing job for you. And I don't do that because I'm looking for anything from the referral, you know, the person I'm referring the client to or for the client to pay me some type of finder's fee or something like that. I do that because I want the client to have a good result. I want them to find someone who can help them. That's what I want to do. I want to help people. And it does help me. I'm not looking for it to, but it strengthens my relationship with my former, a lot of the people that I refer clients out to are people who've taken my, my coaching program and taking my courses. So it strengthens my relationship with those folks, meaning that they will come to me for more coaching. They will believe in me. They will support me again. That's not what I'm looking for. Right. But that it's just what happens naturally. And the client sees me as a valuable resource. They're going to give me a positive review still, even if I couldn't help them because I still helped them. You know what I mean? And, and so you have to have that same energy, whether you are the right fit for somebody or not. There have been a lot of those times where I could have sold them on something. I could have done the laziest job. You know, I could have just given them a very halfway done social media plan just to, just to take their money, even though I knew that I didn't have the bandwidth or that wasn't something that I really was interested in or the best fit for, I absolutely could have, but I wanted to help. Now, hopefully you're not just referring everything out. And if that's the case and you are looking for more client work, maybe you need to change some of your offers. If I'm realizing, oh my gosh, I'm getting a lot of clients in a certain industry Maybe I need to just help one of them and and build up that expertise or uh, create an offer for those folks, then do that, right? But hopefully you're getting people who you want to help, you have a, a good fit for, and it makes it really easy. So my kind of my kind of uh, framework for selling is really listening to the problem matching that problem up with the solution that you offer and sharing that solution that you offer and then asking, Hey, how does that sound? Is that a good, is that what you, what you're looking for? This, this seems like it would be awesome. Let's move it, move forward. That's that. Again, I think that confidence and just believing that you can do it is a huge part of it, but seeing those differences that maybe you have as strengths is hugely important. Again, being the loudest voice in the room does not mean that you're the best salesperson in the room, and it doesn't mean that you can't do it. I am proof. I'm somebody who was absolutely terrified. I used to hire out my sales, actually. I used to pay somebody to source leads for me and to reach out to someone, and I actually, looking back, I really hated that process. They didn't do a good job because they weren't me, and I really tried to run from it, actually. I tried to run from being the um, face and voice of my business at times. I was like, I just want to do the work. And I realized, no, no one can communicate what I do like I do. And of course, I don't, I want to make a sustainable business that doesn't rely on me being in the business 24 seven. So of course, that's something I would like to continue to develop my team to be able to do that as well. But right now, I think that really understanding my customer's pain points and how I'm able to help them with those pain points is such a value and that sells itself. So I hope that helps you, um, operate out of service, not out of ego, make sure that you are listening to your prospective clients and that you're really 
you know, doing it for the right reasons and just trying to help people. I mean, that's genuinely the best sales advice that I can give. So hope that was helpful. If it was, be sure to leave me a thumbs up or review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast for more episodes like this. I'll see you next Friday for another one. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. You can also learn about my ultra exclusive membership community, the Freelance Friday Club. Oh, and if you liked what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or throw me a testimonial over at latashajames.com slash contact. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.